You're listening to the Resistance Revival Chorus performing at City Winery on November 6th, 2018, Election Night. The group is comprised of over 60 women, and the performance was part of an after-vote throwdown hosted by musician and activist Amanda Palmer. I'm Jeff Umbro. And I'm Kevin Christopher Robles. Today, a special feature on the midterm elections. We'll be reporting both live from the polls and in studio as we hear about students' voting experiences and their perspectives on the state of American politics. This is Retrospect, the official podcast of the Fordham Observer. with one of my roommates, Michael Appler. We're walking now to our polling location, which is at the nearby LaGuardia High School. Neither of us are from New York City, but both of us registered to vote here. Which was really a bad decision on my part, by the way. And I wish I hadn't done it, because I'm from upstate, Ulster County, which has now sort of become one of the more important congressional districts, swing districts in the country. And I probably shouldn't have switched my district, but instead we're going to vote for Gerald Nadler. And he is one of very few, a handful of senior Democratic congressmen that will have pretty large responsibility if the Democrats were to take the House. Because he'll move to the senior member, I guess the chairperson, for the House Judiciary Committee. I think he had already said that if he were to move to the position, he would open an investigation into the Kavanaugh hearing again. All right, we have arrived at LaGuardia High School for the Performing Arts. We voted here for the 2016 presidential election, the 2018 primaries, and now these 2018 midterms, and it has not been crowded for either, any of them. It isn't crowded today. Once we got inside, however, the lobby in which the voting booths were set up was filled with people trying to acquire, cast, and submit their ballots. From start to finish, the entire voting process for Michael and I took about an hour. Right, so Michael and I just got finished voting. Uh, really, really uh, busy. Really, right after we got there, um, it really got a lot more crowded, it seemed. Well, I asked the guy um, who sends you to your scanner if they've been busy all day, and he said it was pretty packed. Really? So this morning, like, eight, nine before we were going to work, uh-huh. it was uh, really, really badly swampy. So compared to the rest of today, how it was now, uh, it was relatively moderate. We're joined by Angelica Davis, president of the Campus Activities Board. She voted absentee. I'm from Maryland, and they actually make it super easy, so all I had to do is go register online and print it out and mail it in. And I have friends who had to specially request it, and it had to be mailed to them, and it was this whole process. So I just had to register, which I did when I got my driver's license when I was like 18 or something. So I printed it out, and honestly, the most difficult part was getting an envelope and stamps because (laughs) I never mail anything. But the actual voting part was pretty easy. Maryland is kind of interesting because normally we lean 
very blue, but we have a Republican governor right now. We're sort of like Massachusetts. And he is super, super popular, even with the very liberal people in our state. He had like a crazy, I want to say 70% approval rating amongst Democrats. I think he's okay. And then I come from Annapolis, so the capital of Maryland, which tends to be on the more middle class, upper middle class side of things. But in my county, there's actually a pretty diverse range of socioeconomic classes. So there really is a lot of diverse sort of backgrounds and people who contribute and vote and stuff. And I think on the whole, it tends to be more democratic and liberal, but there are definitely pockets of conservatives. So in terms of my involvement on campus, we tend to be very left-leaning, especially at Lincoln Center. And while I totally agree with most, if not all, of the things that are discussed in terms of political debates and arguments, I do think we exist in a little bit of a bubble here because we're on a very liberal campus in a very liberal city in a fairly liberal state. Back home, Maryland is still very blue, but I do know a lot of people who are more conservative or more moderate. You know, you're not even ever really exposed to varying opinions on this campus, which I think is a sort of natural outcome given where we are, but I think also is sort of a lingering danger that we need to address. Courtney Brogel, arts and culture editor for The Observer, also reported to us live on election night. Let's hear what she had to say. Hey guys, it's Courtney. Uh, I'm a junior and arts and culture editor here at The Observer. And I'm not voting today because I already submitted my absentee ballot last week. I'm from Staten Island, so theoretically I could have gone home today and voted in person. But anyone who's from the Forgotten Borough knows it's a pain in the butt to try and commute to Staten Island from Manhattan. So I opted for an absentee ballot. It took a bit of finagling between my election board back home and the mailroom here to actually get an absentee ballot. And from my understanding, I'm not the only student that had issues retrieving hers. Luckily, I did ultimately get it and I submitted it. It was super duper easy. All you had to do was pay for a stamp It was super cheap, super convenient. I got to do it from the comfort of my own dorm. My parents did go to the polls today on Staten Island locally, and they even said they went super early in the morning, but even then it was super duper crowded, and a lot of people were very eager to make their voices heard. John McCullough, Opinions Editor Emeritus for The Observer, shares his thoughts on the national political landscape. I'm John McCullough. I'm currently a senior at uh, Fordham Lincoln Center. Uh, I'm registered in New York, so I got a class off. I just walked went, walked to my polling place when I was supposed to be in that class. Slightly longer line than I've experienced before at that polling place. It is in Hell's Kitchen. It was a elementary school around 44th Street. But overall, I was pretty disappointed with the way the way the night went. I was glad that at the very least the Democrats won the House. I think I think it was a mixed bag overall. I mean, the, the Senate seats, some of them are still being counted. I guess we'll have to see. But overall, I don't think tonight bodes great for the Democrats taking the Senate even in 2020. So I just turned 18 when I moved here for school. Turned here probably like a, a week or two before I moved to school. And I knew we were 
right then in the midst of the 2016 uh, Democratic primary. And New York's Democratic primary way earlier than uh, New Jersey's. New Jersey's is like in June. I feel like when talking about this, you do have to register that the stakes are incredibly high. Politics is life or death. Um, it, it's, it is like a nice idea to think, okay, rational marketplace of ideas, but that's not really how things work in real life. These things have real implications for real people. I think, you know, when it comes to questions of values and stuff like that, I've heard a lot about polarizations. I'm not sure I agree with this narrative that like, oh, like the problem is polarization. And I don't think there's really an easy solution to that other than, you know, one side defeating the other, you know? <laughs> Last, The Observer's managing editor, Izzy Dupre, speaks about her experience traveling to Massachusetts via bus to vote in her hometown. Uh, I'm Izzy Dupre, FCLC 20. So I ended up having to go home to vote. I had requested an absentee ballot almost a month out from the election, and it never arrived. So the day before, I bought a bus ticket home. I live in Massachusetts. Got on a four-hour bus ride, voted the next morning. I don't know why. I got it for the 2016 election just fine. I know other people from my town who voted absentee. So I'm not really sure what happened there. I did not get it. I've still been checking my mailbox just to see if it ever showed up, but it has not. It wasn't crowded at all. It isn't usually in my town. They do it at a senior center there, and they have plenty. I think there's like four or five machines, a few rows of little individual places where you can fill out your ballots. Um, just walked up. There was no line. I didn't know that it's usually bubbles on a ballot. We have kind of a disconnected arrow pointing to the name of the candidate, and you have to fill in the line between the arrow. We're a pretty liberal state. We do have Charlie Baker, who's Republican, but he's pretty moderate. I know a lot of people support him. He's very well-liked throughout Massachusetts and the country. He was up for re-election, yes. So, and overall, I think it's crazy. I know the turnout was amazing. The house flipped, but yeah, there's still a ways to go. This has been a Retrospect special feature. I'm Jeff Umbrell. And I'm Kevin Christopher Robles. Until next time.